Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB? Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello there, I'm Alex. That is Matt. Matt, have you needed to catch the train at all this week? You do a lot of your broadcasting oh, from Sydney. Having to go and do the daycare pickup. <laughs> uh, like, I know how long it takes to get to daycare. I don't know how long it takes to get to daycare when no trains are working. <laughs> because it was mayhem the other day. So you want those surge prices in the ride shares would have gone through the roof on <laughs> all of Sydney rocket up to the station and just like, nah. Yeah, that's a bit of an ouch. Nah, look, we hope you are getting to work A-OK this morning. It is a Wednesday, so we've got a jam-packed show for your little hump day. That's right, and the question is, is hump day a cool thing to say? Potentially not, and it could be one of the many things we talk to with our resident 15-year-old Sarah, who helps us stay on top of the trends in her segment, What's Hitting with Sarah? Now, I've also just done something incredibly stupid, which I'm willing to admit to, as seems to be regularly the case on this show. But hopefully you can help me with a few of your own personal stories regarding it as well. That'll be coming up a little bit later on. And also, Alex Dyson, you've seen... uh, one of your relatives in the news. <laughs> yeah. Like the Dyson family always making the news. We'll get into that later on as well. Should be a fun show. Hope you're doing good. But Alex. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. I'm calling it. That's cool. Drippy. What about like? That's pretty cool. What's hitting? Little thing called. What's hitting? With... Sarah. Yes, it's the time of the week where we cross into the coolest 15-year-old in the nation in order to get a little bit of a vibe check as to what's happening in the world, which is quickly passing us by. Hello, Sarah from Brisbane. Hello. Sarah, what's been going on? Uh, not much. I've had a pretty chaotic weekend, you know, COVID and all that. Uh-oh. Yeah, we heard that um, Sarah's household, your brother got the uh, the seven days isolation from uh, from catching the virus like many have done. Yeah, he just got it um, on Friday. Like, he thought he was just sore from climbing and then, no, apparently oh. he had COVID. And what do you mean climbing, He as in rock climbing? Yeah, he is a very, he's very big on rock climbing, like in the gym, also outside, but he started in the gym and he now wins a heap of like, he comes first in like state championships for rock climbing and in the youth QLD, so it's really cool. Oh, that's incredible. But let's let's kick things off first and foremost, Sarah, with uh, a few nicknames that people have suggested for you. Last week we um, we thought maybe there's a way that we can get some nicknames going for the uh, the best in the biz. Uh, Bill has suggested Brad as a nickname for you. Um, What? The way he gets there is going from Sarah, who's a famous Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker, all right, who plays Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City. Bradshaw, Brad. What do you reckon about that, Sarah? Oh, my God. Um, it's pretty funny. I don't think I, like, that's, I'd like that. All right, great. Let's, let's hear the rest. Well, let's hear the rest. I mean, with Brad? I, do you, is Sex in the City a show that you even connect with? Uh, I'm not going to lie, no. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, um, a couple of suggestions. Both Matt and James have suggested S Money. I reckon S money's pretty cool, to be honest. I I, I'd never. You put the dollar sign through the S as well, of course. Guys, I'm gonna love any nickname. I took me ages to even think of one 
last time you guys asked, and it was Diabito from Family Guy. <laughs> oh, we can't do that. I mean, you've been very open with your diabetes before, but that's 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 pretty that's pretty open. If we're going yeah, to that one, can't let it define who you are, Sarah. That's exactly. So, well, after S Money, I'm thinking ASAP Sarah. You know, does that does that work for you at all? I feel like S Money may work okay. a bit more. Oh, fine. All right. Hey, look, let's jump into some questions Mm. that we all have for you, Sarah, because that's the point of this segment. I mean, Alex and I are both getting on. I mean, Alex is, uh, you know, entering the world of politics and it's it's almost like a politician's, (laughs) you know, pledge to completely disconnect with the youth. So uh, we've got one message here from Lisa who wants to know uh, all about a certain pop cultural icon. My name's Lisa. I am 37 years old and I do not care about the Kardashians and... I don't know anyone who cares about the Kardashian. Um, Is this a young person thing to care about the Kardashians? Who is following these people? Okay, well, the Kardashians, the only people I've actually seen, like, watching the Kardashians is, like, some of my friends' parents, like, their mums who just binge stuff like that. Because, I don't know, like, people just tend to feed into reality, reality TV really quickly, even though it's all stage. But the Kardashians, they all are their, like, own weird little stories like one of the youngest ones just had a baby and she had it on the second of the second of 2022 so it's like this whole like like oh my gosh she's an angel baby because like it's angel numbers <laughs> if you're not interested in kardashians you know it's, it's difficult to avoid sometimes but what would what's a sort of up and coming that people in their 30s like matt myself and lisa might be missing out on at the moment um look i can't i can't really tell you i was quite old-fashioned style when it comes to movies and music and stuff. But the one thing that is going to be very popular soon is Stranger Things Season 4 that is coming out. And Stranger Things is absolutely massive with, like, right now with, like, the whole social media. Like, it's always massive. And every time a new season comes out, it will literally be all you see on the internet. Like, all right, well, we'll get Pop that on the to watch list. Uh, And we better go finally now, Sarah, to Rowan, who has a very, very simple message to ask, a very, very simple question to ask you. Side parts, yes or no? (laughs) No. (laughs) A simple question deserves a simple answer, but Sarah, we better ask you to elaborate. Okay, well, same thing is side parts, they're they're very specific. Would you call this a side part, Matt? Daiso is a side part professional. I feel like you that, that's your brand. I feel it'd be better than having a part down the middle. What do you reckon? <laughs> no, see, that's um, the also thing. It's because side parts, they, it like, hairstyles go mm. with generations. And if you have a side part in Generation Z, you most of the time you just get absolutely whiplash <laughs> by it. I can't believe that you even had an opinion on this. Like when Rowan posted it, I was like, what a weird, silly question, but okay. And it's so bizarre. Well, Rowan, you've uh, you've heard in no uncertain terms what uh, the youth are thinking of side parts at the moment. Well, what are the, what are the cool things? Because when I was in high school, okay, I've already said this before, I desperately wanted an undercut. That was the cool hair. And also some guys used to... With fudge, it used to be called fudge. Used to do like a little skate ramp sort of style up the yeah. front of their hair, like a ski um, jump. Yeah, exactly. Is that what's uh, cool now? Um, see again, like like everything is just so different now. Like everyone has their own aesthetic, but like 
you just see like dyed hair a lot. And you see, uh. like, I don't know, volume. Like, you know how the 80s, like, people would, like, mm. frizz up their hair and, like, make it, like, afro type stuff? That is, like, coming back, like, and it has been back for a while. Like, vol- like voluminous hair that, like, just, like, stands out oh. is just massive. Like, you just, like, cause mm. it just makes you, like, stand out. And then, so that's coming back, like, quite quickly. And it yeah, well, it goes now. to show in these days, you treat your hair like you treat Darude Sandstorm and that's popping both at full volume. Sarah from Brisbane, an absolute <laughs> pleasure to be chatting to you once again. <laughs> Cannot wait for the next edition of What's Hitting. We'll catch you next time. Bye. All day breakfast. Mm, drippy. Having lunch the other day, Alex Sison. Hey, I do that. I'm uh, in the middle of some, you know, writing workshops, writing a new TV show. Ooh, uh, what's it about? To, well, I mean, you know, is there a Baskin Robbins sign on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> there will be no scoops around here, but I will give you a little taste test as some of the gelatirios that are near me seem to refuse to give out. I'm happy to give a taste test. And yes, I'm working on a, on a new TV show. Well, I was down at Tim Boone Ice Cream the other day. I was literally giving out scoops. They taught me how to do the uh, the scooping machine. It was great. Oh, wow. Um, scooping machine, a.k.a. spoon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the scooping machine, your arm and a scoop. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and anyway, so so yes, look, so side note, I am writing another TV show. Can't tell you what it's about, can't tell you what it's called, Ugh. can't tell you what it's with, but it's happening. For everyone who's like, oh, you're making more of the other guy. No, we're not making more of the other guy. I'm making a different Something show. New. All right? It's very exciting. Anyways, doing some writing workshops and I um, you know, have a break. So I duck back home across the street to have some lunch and try to turn on the TV Remote doesn't work. I'm like, ugh, <laughs> all right. Batteries are flat, fine. Mm-hmm. So I go to the trusty battery drawer in the house. I take out two more double A's. Double A? You know, right. and, well, oh, no, sorry, triple A's. <laughs> I was going to say, I smell a rat here <laughs> no, these no, days. No, no, triple A's in the remote. But here's the thing. The batteries that I got from the battery drawer, they were Coles brand put inside like a Duracell packet. Right. Right? So obviously we've we've had some batteries from somewhere Found else. Found some loose ones in. and they've gone in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I take two out, new ones, put them into the remote, turn it on, press on, TV doesn't come on. I go, oh. So obviously these batteries are flat. Mm. Someone's put them back into <laughs> the battery drawer. So I take yeah. them out. I get out more double A's, right? Put them in. TV doesn't come on. I go, oh, okay. So you're telling me that the four batteries that were back in this battery drawer are all flat. Open a new pack of batteries, right? (laughs) Put two in. Try to turn on TV. I hope lunch is on the stove while you're doing this. (laughs) Light just just flashes, right, on the remote. And I go, you're kidding me. Surely not. And so I'm trying to figure, I'm like thinking, so now I've got eight batteries, Mm. which I've got to throw away. Got to go to like supermarket or wherever, office works or whatever, and throw these batteries away. So I'm packing them all up to throw away. Is there something wrong with the remote? Well, mate, (laughs) so I go to pick up my sushi and on the way, I drop off these batteries at the, you know, local shop where I can get rid of batteries. Mm. I come back with my sushi. I think, what am I going to do? The, the batteries aren't working on the remote. I've got all these dead batteries in the house. Yep. I go to set up my phone just so I can watch 
the Kanye documentary on my phone leaning against a cup like a peasant in my lounge room. Yeah. Suddenly I look at everything else on the shelves that the TV's on. Nothing's on. Like, and I think, hold on a minute. I go to the wall. It's turned off at the wall. (laughs) The TV is turned off at the wall, Alex Dyson. That's no good. You're standing there thinking it's the room. Hey, I'm throwing out battery. I would have thrown out 10 bucks worth of batteries. Because I think that some, I'm like, who's put all these dead batteries back in the in the drawers here? It was turned off. <laughs> Just one of those moments where I was like, could not have felt stupider. <laughs> oh, I hate like going to a shop and I think I'm sort of like walking back and forth because the um, automatic doors are not opening for me. I'm walking back and forth to the door and it's like, hello, like waving to the person inside and they like make emotions like the door's over there, mate. I'm just walking out a window <laughs> and looking up and back and forth. It's like, oh, okay, got to go around here. All right, so that's no good. So we asked you... What is the stupidest thing you've done lately? <laughs> yep. Very broad question. Make me feel better about this, please. But very <laughs> important because Matt does need uh, a little bit of help on this. Kiara messaged in and said, I often refer money value to clock time. So 60 cents equals $1 because there's <laughs> 60 minutes in an hour. So 60 cents is a dollar. That's tough because the coins, for the most part, are round like an analog clock. So I could see how you'd get a bit confused there, Kiara. Um, Amy, at Amy Marks says, I put my mask on instead of my glasses to look at my laptop. <laughs> Wait, over the Hopefully mouth? not over the eyes. Yeah, that's it. Over the, well, over the eyes. Yeah, I had two masks on the other day. I thought, felt like that looked a bit silly. Well, two surgical masks, better than one well, apparently. No, I had one on my face and then one dangling off my ear. I thought <laughs> Not, that as, I... good. <laughs> Not as good. Not as good. But Harry's got in touch as well. G'day, Harry. Hey, how you doing? Uh, good, thanks, Harry. Now, you did something a little silly with uh, your cheese and your kettle. Yeah, I just had one of those mornings where it just I wasn't concentrating and I was making a bacon and egg sandwich for breakfast, mm. you know, adding cheese as you do, having a coffee, and I put the cheese in the cupboard and the kettle in the fridge, and I didn't know until about... <laughs> Well, the kettle was pretty obvious. Like, the missus pulled that one out going, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't until two weeks later until the mouldy cheese was... Oh, not- no. Oh, dear. No, the full, the <laughs> full, full scope of what, what, is, what you had uh, <laughs> achieved there came home to roost. That's no good, Harry. You cheesed there. Well done. <laughs> I mean, did it turn, turn into a little bit of blue cheese? Were you able to salvage a bit of that? <laughs> yeah, no. It was not the first time I've had a kettle run in as well. I, uh, oh. I lived in Adelaide and I used to use the kettle in the mornings to get the frost off the window of my uh, of my car. Right, you pour a bit of hot water over the top. Mm, no, okay. it's cold water, cold water, because hot water will crack, right? But okay. it's, just, it's, it's full, so I'd use it. And then Dad called me that afternoon going, do you know where the kettle is? And I was like, what do you mean where the kettle is? Like, it should be where it is. And so I got home and we couldn't find the kettle. So I ended up having to walk outside and I remembered I put the kettle on my bull bar and then drove to school and the kettle was in pieces in the gutter. You've got to keep you away from kettles, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you, to... got to, what you got against boiling water, but it <laughs> doesn't sound good. Uh, Harry, thanks so much for getting in touch, man. Pleasure, boys. Enjoy. Bye. Thank you. And if you ever want to get in touch, uh, keep it on our instant DMs, uh, matt.and.alex. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero.
Now, Matt, uh, you know I have a Google alert set up for all news about uh, rats and dogs. <laughs> and i got to tell you, very, very big news coming out of the UK in uh, relation to the former because <laughs> rats the size of cats oh. that can tread water are swimming up people's pipes coming on into their houses and just causing all sorts of mischief in the UK at the moment. I mean, if they're that big, they could just use the little pet door, you know, the little <laughs> cat flap. Yeah, it'll end up being one of those, like, chunky cats that get it stuck in the door and can't <laughs> come through. But um, That's terrifying, man. I mean, I, look, I once had a possum think I was a tree and try and call up me, <laughs> but if that was a rat, I would not be down. I know, you just got climbed by a little ringtail one day. It, it really did. It did some good scratching on my shins. I was like, get off! Oh, God. Well, the very, very level-headed quotes when it comes to this article at news.com is, no one is safe. And so <laughs> I would <laughs> advise caution if you are tuning in from the UK, and we know some of you are doing that, so a big hello to you. They can hold their breath for three minutes, tread water for three days. They're coming up the waste pipes because in the city, everyone's working from home, not as much food scraps in the city. So they're going to homes and they're trying to get in there. Oh, God, that's no good. Rats getting into that old rubbish bin buffet. <laughs> exactly right. And look, it's not the only time these sort of issues have come to the forefront. In fact, I did a bit of a deep dive, Matt O'Kine, and I found that this particular instance is only one of many dark days in rat history. <laughs> There have been a few, have there? I don't know if there's many light days in rat history. Oh, mate, you just wait. You just wait. Check this out. <laughs> Buchheim, Germany, May 1828. A group of young rats living close to each other get their tails entangled and encrusted with dirt. This not tightens when they pull away from the group and they become trapped and cannot feed themselves and eventually die. This rat formation is called a rat king or in French, and it's super gross. A number of examples have been documented in Europe during the past centuries, but this particular rat king that occurred in a miller's chimney in Buchheim holds the Guinness World Record for the most number of individual rats in a rat king at 32 rats. Oh. Absolutely ah. disgusting at a dark day oh. in rat history. October 1347, 12 ships from the Black Sea docked at the Sicilian port of Messina. People gathered on the docks were met with a horrifying surprise. Most sailors aboard the ships were already dead and those alive were gravely ill and covered in black boils that oozed blood and pus. This was the start of the most fatal pandemic recorded in human history, the bubonic plague, which caused the death of 75 to 200 million people in Eurasia and North Africa. It was spread by a disease in fleas who got around by hitchhiking a ride on the back of rats, turning them into a bubonic uber and wiping out 30 to 60% of the European population. I mean, sure, Ooh. we got a sick nursery rhyme out of it because Ring Around a Rosie still slaps, but it does mean that it goes down as a dark day in rat history. Tell you what, they, they really knew how to get sick back in the day, didn't they? <laughs> Did it properly. Black pussy blood boils. Is that what you're right? Pocket full of posies. That's the only thing to fight it. <laughs> Not wearing my face mask. How dare they take my freedoms? <laughs> 4th of January 2022. Australia's hot vac summer turns into a cold Omicron Christmas as tens of thousands of cases pop up every single day, causing a surge in demand for rapid antigen tests or 
rats. <laughs> Unfortunately, unlike the Black Death, this particular pandemic, there wasn't a rat in sight. As Australians <laughs> lined up at pharmacies around the country like rodents scraping over a single piece of cheese, trying to overcome Australia's latest round of forgetting to order something pretty important. Blame was thrown everywhere, the states, pharmacies, price gouges, hoarders, but eventually the Prime Minister Black flipped and said he'd get some more rats and some of the population wouldn't have to pay for them. But... It couldn't stop this tit-for-tat, fat-cat, rat-chat going down as a dark day in rat history. Imagine those sort of rats the size of cats. It'd be very hard to get up your nostril. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> May 15, 2014, popular and handsome radio presenter Alex Dyson needed some music to accompany the nation's Triple J weather report and settled on the perennial banger The Venga Bus by Venga Boys blasting the sick Euro beats across the nation at 7.34am AEST. As the temperature read finished up, the listeners begged Dyson to allow the full song to play, for everyone was indeed jumping. However, fearing the <laughs> wrath of Triple J musical overlord Richard the Big Dick Kingsmill, Alex instead decided to return to regular programming, stopping the Venga bus early. The outrage was immediate, with co-host Matt O'Kine reading a sample of the dozens of hateful texts sent at the decision, finishing with a text comprised of just a single compound word, rat dog. It was to be a name that never left Dyson, the moniker following him around like a hitchhiking flea for the rest of his broadcasting days <laughs> and ensuring that the time the rat dog himself gave the country Venga bus blue balls would go down as a dark day in rat history. Well, we wish everyone in the UK all the best uh, fighting off this rat scourge and hopefully they don't breed with some of the other mutts around those UK streets. Forget Rat King, that's Rat Dog King. It's coming out. Beware, beware. I don't know what to think of that. And that brings us to the end of another big episode of All Day Breakfast. Hope you have lighter days ahead, no matter what is going on in your life. And the good news is, Matt, as always, we're back with another huge episode tomorrow. Yeah, we've got a couple of absolute legends joining us. Legends of the music, dance, scene, uh, some two very good friends of ours as well. I'll give you a clue. Oh, I want to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> you really put everything into that every time you do it. That's right, Peking Duck are joining us, so please join us for that one. Two absolute uh, dudes who I, who I love chatting to. Every time there's always a some... They've always done something wild. <laughs> yeah. Honest, I mean that with all my heart. They've always done something absolutely wild. Looking forward to catching up with Adam and Ruben from Peking Duck tomorrow on the show. Until then, have a really good one. We'll catch you next time. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.